Alrighty guys, welcome to my first ever podcast. You're here listening to Coffee Cup Sports. My name is David Coffee, and I'm your host. I am right here inside of a student classroom at Liscombe University. This podcast is mostly going to be talking about NFL Week 6 results, and just like to talk a little bit about each and every game, so I think we should get ahead started. And this is my very first podcast. I have never done anything like this. So if there are some mess ups, it's my first one. Kind of like my YouTube videos. They're my first ones. Give me a break. I'll get it eventually if I continue to keep doing this. This is kind of a test run. Just see how I like this. Testing the water. See if it's warm enough. See if it's too cold. Might not want to be in it again. But we'll see. So we're going to start off with Thursday Night Football. The New York Giants take on the New England Patriots. And the final score is New England 35, New York Giants 14. Uh, The quarterbacks were forming. Tom Brady had 31 completions out of 41 attempts, 334 yards. He had zero throwing touchdowns, one interception, one fumble. He also had a rushing touchdown. Daniel Jones, the rookie out of Duke, had 15 completions out of 31 attempts. 161 yards. He threw one touchdown and threw three interceptions. We had several good um, running back opportunities come out tonight. Sony Michel, he had 22 carries, 86 yards, about 3.9 yards per carry, zero touchdowns. And then we had Jonathan Hillman, 11 carries for 38 yards, uh, 3.5 yards per carry. Zero touchdowns, but he had a fumble. The wide receivers performing the best tonight is going to be Julian Edelman with three receives. Uh, somebody left their phone in here. Uh, hold up, I actually was not playing this. Um, all right. I don't know who this is, but they, they have a lot of notifications on here. All right, I'm so sorry for that interruption. Back to what I was saying. I hope that doesn't go off again. Julian Edelman had nine receives, and he had 113 yards and zero touchdowns. Golden Tate had six receives and 102 yards, zero touchdowns. The defenses performed pretty all right. It was just not a good game altogether. New England's defense had a sack. They also had a touchdown and they forced four turnovers. And New England, no, New York Giants, they had three sacks and one touchdown performed. Uh, all in all, this was not a great game. I watched a good amount of it. I was kind of bored most of the way. We all kind of knew who was going to end up winning. The Patriots are the superior team over the Giants. Uh, There's some standard things that went well for the Patriots. Their offense and defense was great. Uh, Their defense is one of the best in the NFL this year. Maybe. In my opinion, they haven't played anybody really that good. As we look through the lines of who they played, I see Miami, Washington, Pittsburgh, the New York Jets, Buffalo, who's not bad, but I think they're a little overhyped. I don't think they're as good as uh, we think they are. And then now the Giants. So, easily the Patriots go 6-0. They need to play some real teams. That's all I'm going to say. Once we see them play real teams, we'll see how really good their defense is. Um, Tom Brady, of course, is amazing. He's been amazing his whole career. Him, Bill Belichick, incredible duo. And they will always be known as one of the greatest duos in the NFL ever, coach or coach and quarterback-wise. Incredible. Um, another note is Daniel Jones. He has struggled. He started off really well in his career with winning his first two games. And now he's lost the past two. And he did not look good at all. Three interceptions is not a good game whatsoever. So he's got to pick it up if he wants to continue to be a bright spot on this Giants team. Because still, the Giants aren't doing anything this year. Their division is kind of a crazy one, but they're not going to be able to do anything this year. Tom Brady, um, 
also had a giant milestone, actually, Thursday night. Tom Brady moved past Peyton Manning on the all-time passing yard list, and he's only behind Drew Brees, who still plays in the league today. He's hurt for another week or two, and then he'll be back. And we'll get on that in a little bit. But all in all, fantastic job. He did. He's done a great job. I mean, I mean, yeah, of course. He did a great job because it's Tom Brady. And he did a great job because it's Drew Brees. Two arguably the greatest quarterbacks ever. They're two of the best of all time. I mean, what do you expect? They're number one and two all-time passing yards. And sure, the game has changed from, like, you know, 100 years. You know, the NFL is celebrating their 100-year celebration this year. But they are two of the greatest of the 100-year span, definitely. So all in all, Giants move to 6-0. and New York Giants move to 2-4. and I'm just ready for the Patriots to play somebody real. They haven't played anybody real, in my opinion. So hopefully their next game, they play somebody real. So that's kind of all I got on the, the Patriots. Good job. I mean, I believe they have a bye week next week, so we won't hear anything from them. The Giants, I believe they play, if I look at my notes, the Arizona Cardinals next week. Uh, let's see. Yes. Next week. Huh. Well, that could be a good game. You never really know. Cardinals are not half bad, so I guess we'll catch up with them next time. Now let's move on to the next game. Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're playing in London this game. It was a 9.30 start, and uh, this was an interesting one. So for the Cam Newton still being out for a little bit, we had Kyle Allen come back. He got 20 completions out of 32 attempts, two touchdowns, 227 yards thrown, and zero interceptions. Jameis Winston, on the other hand, had 30 completions out of 54 attempts, one touchdown, 400 yards, Five. Count it. Five. Get your right hand. Count with me. One, two, three, four, five. If you're missing a finger, my apologies. I did not mean to offend you. Five interceptions for Jameis Winston. We'll come back to that, though. Christian McCaffrey, the running back for the Carolina Panthers, had 22 carries, 31 yards. That's 1.4 yards per run. That's not bueno, but he did get a touchdown. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's Peyton Barber with eight carries, 28 yards, 3.5 per carry, zero touchdowns. Wide receiver DJ Moore for the Carolina Panthers had seven receptions, 73 yards, and he was targeted 10 times, not a single touchdown. Chris Godwin for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had 10 receives, 151 yards. He was targeted 12 times, zero touchdowns. Still a really good game for him. Um, Carolina Panthers defense forced seven turnovers. Turnovers were being handed like a free gift at a sporting event. It It was bad. It was not fun to watch. Uh, seven sacks also. They got the defense got seven sacks, and Tampa Bay faced forced one turnover, and they got two sacks on Kyle Allen. All in all, not really a fun one to watch. It's just not a good game in general. Kyle Allen once again is a bright spot in this. Uh, his career in the NFL is four zero. Ever since Cam Newton's been out, he's played really well. I've been really impressed with him. I did not even know who the guy was whenever he first came on field. But he's been rather impressive, and I can't wait to see what else he can do. I'm interested to see what else the Panthers do the rest of the season. Are they going to continue to have him play even whenever Cam Newton comes back? Or are they going to, like, Sit him down, let Cam Newton do his thing. 
you know, a, a healthy Cam Newton is one of the best players in this league, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. So, And Jameis Winston, we'll get back to that. Um, five turnovers. That's awful. I have not seen a quarterback do this bad in a while. He's not good. <laughs> but honestly, who else can they play? I don't know any of their other quarterbacks. They're just... He, they're kind of stuck with him. Honestly, I don't think he's going to have a starting role next season. I think he might end up playing, unless they do some big trade for somebody. I don't think he's going to be a starting quarterback next year for anyone. He might be on the market for a little bit until he gets his act together because he has been very unimpressive. And Mike Evans, wide receiver for Tampa Bay Buccaneer, continues to disappoint. Usually it's Jameis Winston not throwing to Mike Evans, but this time it seemed to be Mike Evans just wasn't good, period. Mike Evans had nine completions for 96 yards. He had a total of 17 targets. So whether that be Jameis Winston just overthrowing him or underthrowing him, I also saw a couple highlights where he just dropped passes. He just doesn't look good. Um... He's honestly been extremely disappointing. I'm glad I didn't pick him up from fantasy. If he did, rest in peace, your soul. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> God bless my soul, too. But um, all in all, Mike Evans has been disappointing. Tampa Bay, in general, has been disappointing. Jameis Winston's career has been disappointing. It's too bad. It's, it's a real disappointment for any Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. Sorry for having such a crappy team, but, you know, that's life. Um, Carolina won this game 37-26. to 26. Tampa Bay, they need to pick up their act. And Carolina Panthers continue to roar without Cam Newton. So let's see if that continues. Next game we have is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. And this one was pretty close, actually. You wouldn't expect that. Lamar Jackson, well, actually, let me tell you the score first. Ravens scored 23, and the Bengals scored 17. Let's talk about the quarterback situation. Lamar Jackson had 21 uh, 21 completions out of 33 attempts. He He threw for zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and 236 yards. Andy Dalton had 21 completions on 39 uh, attempts, zero touchdowns, one interception, and 235 yards. So, quarterback battle was pretty close. Listen to the running back stacks real quick. The number one running back for the Baltimore Ravens was Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had 19 carries, 152 yards. That's 8 yards per carry, and he scored a touchdown. For the Cincinnati Bengals, it was Alec Eckerson, who had one carry, 17 yards, zero touchdowns. Wow. (laughs) Lamar Jackson continues to prove that he is a fantastic player in general, but also he's a really great running. He's a great running quarterback, and he continues to show it off. Um, Nothing really important in the wide receivers. I can kind of drop that. Nobody really had anything impressive. The defense also was not impressive. Baltimore had two sacks. Cincinnati had one. Baltimore had an interception. And Cincinnati didn't. And they didn't recover any fumbles. So it was kind of a boring defensively game. But the score, 23-17. to 17, That's kind of close for the Ravens. So it made me think, are the, really, are the Ravens really the best team in the AFC South? Because if we look at the AFC South right now, just kidding. I wrote South, but I meant North. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Who really is the best team in this division? If you look at the players on their teams, it's easily Cleveland. But if you look at the records, um, not looking too great anywhere. Honestly, Baltimore's 4-2. But they have not 
impressed anybody in the past couple games. Cleveland's two and four. Pittsburgh's two and four. And Cincinnati has zero wins and six losses. So they're not doing all too well either. In my opinion, Cleveland looks like on paper, they look like they should be destroying the AFC North. But they're not. I think that Baltimore is going to win the division. But quote me on this, the Steelers are going to put a real, real challenge on them. I think they're going to catch up. Ben Roethlisberger needed to get out for a little bit so they could test their ground with who else they have. I honestly could see the Steelers being close in the AFC North. But my opinion is AFC North in general is not good. So that's my opinion on that. The Bengals are 0-6 now. They look like crap. I don't I don't know what to do with them. Andy Dalton has been a complete disappointment. When he came out of TCU, he had so much hope. And honestly, he just hasn't done anything for the team. This, this is their worst they've looked. Andy Dalton even had a good game. Not even that bad of a game. It's just couldn't do anything. Neither quarterback could when it came to throwing. And um, Lamar Jackson, he started as running back and QB, really, this game. And uh, I even saw a stat on Instagram today. I think it was on Bleacher Report. It said, Baltimore Lamar Jackson is the first player in NFL history to throw 200 yards and rush 150 yards in a regular season game. That's um, incredible. I mean, you don't hear this. I mean, he's the first ever to do it. That's why you don't hear it. Wow. What a busy day. I bet his legs were tired by the end of the day. Is he still an MVP candidate? If I make another podcast, I'd love to have a little bit of an MVP talk. Maybe bring in a friend and we can talk about it. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. But let's save that for another day. So, the next game we have is the Seattle Seahawks at Cleveland Browns. Seahawks win 32-28. to This is a really entertaining game. This had a lot of potential and a lot of things that we saw that were big. So, in that game, we see Russell Wilson, in my opinion, has a good chance of winning MVP this season. 295 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Baker Mayfield had 22 completions out of 37 attempts, 249 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Um, Nick Chubb had a really great game again, 20 carries for 122 yards, 6.1 average with two touchdowns, who plays for the Browns. And then Chris Carson for the Seahawks had 24 carries, 124 yards, 5.2 averaging with one touchdown. Tyler Lockett has five receptions and 75 yards. Odell Beckham Jr. for the Browns has six receptions, 101 yards, zero touchdowns. Seattle on defense forced four turnovers and zero sacks. Cleveland had one first turnover, forced turnover and three sacks. So, all in all, the notes I got from this game are the Browns officially overhyped? Maybe. How? What? I, I don't understand how this stacked of an offense, and even their defense isn't that bad can be so bad. They've been very, very bad. 0-3 at home. Now, I will give the Seahawks credit. Seahawks are one of the best teams in the league right now, in my opinion. They're great. They look great. Russell Wilson looks like he's an MVP candidate. I really like his game right now. And, um, yeah, he continues to look like an MVP candidate. That was my next statement. And the Browns... They're two and four. Are they in trouble for the rest of the season? The only reason I say no is because they're in AFC North. If they weren't in the AFC North, let's say they were in NFC North, they'd be screwed. They'd be in really bad shape. Um, yeah, they're two and four. Their next couple games are going to be against New England. 
at Denver and Buffalo. And they can lose two out of three of those games. It's going to be rough for them the rest of the season if they can't win next week against New England, which New England's first kind of real real opponent. So, or, or I guess that's two weeks since they're uh, both on bye next week. But still, they could be in a heap of trouble. Next game we're going to talk about, Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a fun, fun game. The Texans are going to come out on top 31-24. at 24. Deshaun Watson had 30 completions out of 42 attempts, 280 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. A touchdown, not a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes had 19 completions out of 35 attempts, 273 yards, three touchdowns, and his first interception of the year. Wow. Crazy game. Um, the only person worth mentioning for running back is Carlos Hyde for the Texans. 26 carries, 116 yards, 4.5 average with a touchdown. Um, and the only real person to be celebrated for wide receiver is Tyree Kill with five receptions, 80 yards, two touchdowns. The Houston defense allowed, or they got one sack and two forced turnovers. Kansas City got zero sacks, but three forced turnovers. This game was a real make-or-break moment for Texans, I think. If Texans had lost this game, I still think they would have made it out of the AFC South, but this shows that they're not that good, really. And Kansas City, are they in trouble with losing their past two games and Mahomes starting to decline a little bit? Calm down. He's not declining. Maybe he just doesn't look as good as he had, but this is a tough Houston Texans team. This is a good team. I don't think that they're going to fall off, but now we have to look. Are the Texans contenders for this year's Super Bowl? Let's look at their next couple games real quick. So the Texans, sorry, have the Colts. They're going to be in Indianapolis. They're going to play against the Raiders and the Jaguars, their next three games. Those are all three winnable games for them. I really like their chances right now. They look good. They look good. I'm really excited for them. And the Chiefs just need to get back on their stuff. I think they will. I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill had an amazing game. I'm not worried about them. Four and two, whatever. They're going to end the season 14 and two. You know, you never, I mean, I don't think they will, but that's just me saying, don't be worried, Chiefs fans. Patrick Mahomes has it down. Like, don't worry. You're going to be okay. Next game, I officially call it. The Tank Bowl. We have Washington Redskins against Miami Dolphins. Probably one of the worst games ever. <laughs> Is that allowed to say? Am I allowed to say that? That was horrible. <laughs> anyway, let's get through these little stats real quick. I, I kind of want to get this game over with. Case Keenum got 13 completions at 25 uh, attempts, 166 yards. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And the Miami Dolphins used two quarterbacks. Josh Rosen was taken out of the game early with 15 completions, 25 attempts, 85 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. He wasn't looking very good, so they took him out of the game and put in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had 12 completions out of 18 attempts, 132 yards, one touchdown, and zero interceptions. Adrian Peterson probably had one of his best games he's had this season easily in a while. He had a 23 carries, 118 yards, averaging 5.1, but with zero touchdowns. He looked good, but not much can you really say. It's against Miami. So, doesn't really mean all that much. Um, Terry McLarvin 
had four receptions, 100 yards, and two touchdowns for the Washington Redskins. And nobody else is really capable of saying anything good because the rest of the team sucked. So let's just not get to those stats. Um, Washington got five sacks on the Dolphins and two forced turnovers. Miami had zero sacks and zero forced turnovers. Um, So the Redskins won 17-16. But who really won? Miami. Miami really won this game. They're they're blowing the season. Um, the coaches aren't gonna try. The coaches know that their team sucks. <laughs> they're so bad. So I'm not really concerned. This game is literally pointless. I was hoping it was gonna go in a tie because that would have been a lot of fun to talk about. But sadly, there was a winner. Josh Rosen continues to struggle. Is it him or is it his team? Mm, could be a mix of both. You never really know. Uh, he just. Wish he got on a better team, honestly, because this team's letting him get eaten alive. Not good. And uh, at the end of the game, with about six seconds left, Miami Dolphins scored to make it 17-16, to and they went for the two-point conversion. And when you watch the video, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws it backwards to his running back, or I guess it was one of the wide receivers. He threw it to him. And the wide receiver just completely drops it. Did they do that on purpose? I don't think so. But isn't it kind of fun to think maybe they did? Wouldn't that be kind of fun to like be like, ah, yeah, I think they did. I really think they dropped that on purpose. I don't know. Nobody really knows. That's just a speculation I made. So all in all, nobody gives a rip about this game. Let's just move on tired talking about it's frustrating this is a fun one new orleans saints at jacksonville jaguars saints win 13 to 6 teddy bridgewater has 24 completions out of 36 attempts 240 yards one touchdown and zero interceptions gardner Minshew has 14 receptions out of 29 uh, attempts 163 yards zero touchdowns one interception all in all, Teddy Bridgewater has been really impressive. I'm a Vikings fan. I was really sad to see him go, but I'm really, really happy with what he's done in New Orleans. He's really proved his work there. So I'm always happy to root for Teddy. Not a huge Saints fan, but I am really happy that he's doing well there. Um, nothing really impressive in the running back situation. Nothing really impressive in the wide receiver. This was a defensive game. It didn't look like it, but defense was, was playing hard. Saints got two sacks, zero forced turnovers. The Jaguars got three sacks and one first turnover. Forced turnover. Ah, I need a drink of water. How y'all doing today? Y'all doing good? That's good. Class was on today, so I'm just kind of glad I'm doing this, not doing classwork because I already did it. Anyway, Teddy Bridgewater is now 4-0 after being named starter after Drew Brees got out with a hand, with a thumb, wasn't it, like a torn thumb ligament or something? I don't remember. Um, But yeah, he looks good. Teddy Bridgewater looks good. I mean, no, he's no Drew Brees, but I, I was impressed. I was impressed with him. I was happy with him. I've been happy with him. I'm glad he's doing well. Minshew has not been as good as he was in the beginning of the season once Nick Folk went down pretty much the first wasn't the first wasn't the first play, but it was the first drive of the season he went down. He's looked not bad, but lately he hasn't been looking as strong. Has his confidence gone down? Who knows? Uh the Saints, the interesting thing about the Saints, how they're four and without their starting quarterback, they can only go up from here. Right now, they're going to play against the Bears next week. Um, I don't remember if that's home or away, but either way, I think they can win this one. I think if the Saints win this one, they're going to the playoffs no matter what. Because that means Drew Brees is coming back home. It'll be against the Cardinals. They're going to collapse the Cardinals, all right? I have my thoughts about the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. I like what they're doing. 
but Drew Brees is going to be really excited to be back, and I think he'll show it through his play. So all in all, Saints are 4-0 without Drew Brees. All in all, they are, what are they? I don't even remember. <laughs> did they lose the game earlier this year? Yeah, they did. Which one did they lose? I don't remember. Dun, 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 dun. They're 5-1. and one. So they lead their division. Carolina Panthers are 4-2. Tim Bay's 2-4. Atlanta's 1-5. So that's how I feel about that. New Orleans Saints, I have a really good feeling that you're going to do well this year. Then by the end of the year, you're going to be like, yeah, this was a successful year. Words are hard whenever you don't drink enough water. Drink water. Ah. Oh, wow. No one does sheet. Nice. The next game, my favorite game of the... Well, okay. Was it my favorite game of the week? Ah, maybe. Philadelphia Eagles at Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, the man, the myth, the legend. 22 completions out of 29 attempts, 333 yards, 4 touchdowns, and 1 interception. Carson Wentz for the Philadelphia Eagles. 26 completions out of 40 attempts, 306 yards, 2 touchdowns, 1 interception. Vikings come up above in this game, 38-20. Woo! What a game. Alexander Madison had 14 carries for 63 yards. Uh, Jordan Howard had 13 carries for 49 yards, both with no touchdowns. Breakout game for Stephon Diggs. Seven receptions, 167 yards, three touchdowns. Miles Sanders had three receptions, 86 yards, and one touchdown. The Vikings defense had two sacks and three forced turnovers. The Eagles had one sack and two forced turnovers. <laughs> Forced turnovers, forced turnovers, forced turnovers. Okay, I can't do that. Maybe I'm just illiterate. Forced turnovers. Two forced turnovers. This was a great game for the Vikings. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a fan. They look good. They looked really good this game. I had a really good feeling about this game going in. If they had lost, honestly, I don't know how good they would be for the rest of the season. This is a team that's not bad. It's just one that's beatable, you know? They're not their secondary is awful, so you just gotta beat them through the throwing game. And they definitely showed how bad they were on Sunday. Um, who takes the NFC North? Let's look at the standings real quick for them. Green Bay Packers, as of Monday afternoon, are four and one. Then second place is the Vikings at four and two. Detroit Lions two and one and one. Once again, as of Monday in the afternoon before the game starts between Green Bay Packers and the Lions tonight. And the Bears are 3-2. and two. The only, this is the only division with every team having a winning, winning percentage. There we go, that's the word I was thinking of. Winning percentage. This is a good freaking division. All in all. I hate to say this. I think the Packers are going to be the winners of this division. But Vikings and the Bears are going to make it hard. I think the Lions are going to crumble eventually. I think they're just getting hyped up, too hyped up, and they're just going to fall apart. So I do think the Packers are going to win this, but that's just keeping it short. I'll get into it more if I make another one of these. Are the Eagles as good as the Cowboys? Mm, yeah, right now I'd say so. Eagles almost could be better than the Cowboys. Cowboys look bad, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm not quite there yet. And is Kirk finally taking the criticism to heart? Yes and no. I haven't seen enough on Kirk Cousins yet. He's looked good the past couple games, but I'm still upset as a fan with him. I still love him. He's the quarterback of our team. He he still needs to get some things fixed. He still has some big issues he's got to fix. But all in all, good game for the Vikings. Twenty, like thirty-eight to twenty, Vikings win over the Eagles. Next game is the Forty ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Forty ers win twenty to seven. Jimmy Garoppolo had 24 completions out of 33 attempts, 
243 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Jared Goff had 13 completions out of 24 attempts, 78 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, nothing important happened in the running back game. And the best uh, the best receiver was George Kittle, uh, the tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Eight recovery angle. Eight receptions, 103 yards, and zero touchdowns. The 49ers defense had four sacks and one forced turnover. Man, why is that so hard to say? One forced turnover. The Rams defense had two sacks, two forced. First. Forced. (sighs) Two forced turnovers. Whatever. Sounds stupid in my head, but whatever at this point. All in all, this is a really good game for the 49ers. I think it proved the 49ers are true. But I don't think the Rams are that good this year. All in all, I don't think they're good. Jared Goff has continued to show that he's, he's not good at all. Todd Gurley's been a complete disappointment. I did draft him first for my fantasy team. What a huge mistake. I hated that choice. But it's my fault, so... Will Todd Gurley ever be the same right now? His, it's, said, it's said to be his quad. I think it's his knee. I don't know if this kid's ever going to be that good again. God, he used to be so good. And I think he's injured it so much that he's really hurt his career for the rest of his career. And I can't see him being the same right now because he just does not look anywhere close to the Todd Gurley we knew a couple of seasons ago. Overall, the Rams are just a disappointment. And the 49ers are a surprise team. Them and the Patriots are the only teams to not lose a game this season. San Francisco is 5-0. Patriots are 6-0. Congrats, 49ers. I did not see that coming. But Seattle's coming for you. So, watch out. I got about four games left to talk about. This one's Atlanta Falcons at the Arizona Cardinals. This ended up being a lot closer than I think it should have been. Cardinals have 34 points, and the Falcons end with 33. Matt Ryan threw 30 30 carries. What was it, 30 receptions? Man, somebody, like, walked by. Completely lost focus. I should be facing the other way. Who cares at this point? He had 30 receptions of 36 attempts, 356 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. And then we have Kyler Murray with 27 completions, have 37 attempts, 340 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Really great turnout for both quarterbacks. Matt Ryan's been kind of sketchy all year. This is easily his best performance of the year. And Kyler Murray also really great. Really great for a rookie. 340 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Really impressive. Um, Devontae Freeman had 88 yards with zero touchdowns and 19 carries. David Johnson had 34 yards and 12 carries. Um, Larry Fitzgerald had six receptions, 69 yards, zero touchdowns. Austin Hooper had eight receptions, 117 yards, one touchdown for the Cardinals. Um, the Falcons had zero sacks, zero forced turnovers. Cardinals had two sacks, zero forced turnovers. Notes of this game. Are the Falcons good? No, they're trash. I, I don't know what's wrong with them. The Vikings played them first this season, and that's when you can really tell, man, there's something wrong with this team. They don't look the same. And, you know, Matt Ryan had a great game. Only six incompletions out of 36, yard, uh, 36 attempts. That's really well. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Sounds like a pretty good game. Most most quarterbacks win a game like that. But, no, he didn't. The defense is terrible. The whole team is not that good. And Kyler Murray shines again. Once again, he shows that he is a quarterback in this league that can win. His problem is his height. And that's about it. He has a really good upside. So Now, he did beat two terrible teams. Next, he plays the Giants. That's another one they can win. So look look into him. He's really good. He's been really exciting to watch. So that's pretty much all I got out of that game. 
that game was overall not fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, it was close, but neither team's that good. Neither of them are playoff contenders, so in my eyes, at least. Ooh, this was disappointing. I live in the Nashville area, and man, there are some depressed people today. Tennessee Titans take on the Denver Broncos. Broncos win 16-0. Joe Flacco for the Denver Broncos. 18 completions out of 28 attempts. 177 yards, 0 touchdowns, 1 interceptions. The Titans used two quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota went 7 of 18, 63 yards, 0 touchdowns, 2 interceptions. He doesn't do too well. They take him out. They put Ryan Tannehill in. 13 completions, 16 attempts, 144 yards, 0 touchdowns, 1 interception. Derrick Henry for the Tennessee Titans running back. 15 carries, 28 yards, averaging 1.9 a carry. Zero touchdowns. Philip Lindsay, 15 carries, 70 yards, 4.7 averaging, and one touchdown for the Denver Broncos. Nothing really special happened in the receiving core. The Denver Broncos had seven sacks and three forced turnovers. The Titans had one sack and one first turnover. Forced turnover. God, why is that so hard to say? Whatever. Maybe it's because I've been saying this so many times. Anyway, is Marcus Mariota, this is one of the key things I got out of this game, is he in trouble with his starting position? Is the starting position at stake? Could Ryan Tannehill come in and take his starting position even, maybe even next week? Maybe even next week. We don't really know. He doesn't look good at all. I think it's possible that he loses his starting position next week whenever they take on the Chargers. Um, there's an article, and he had a little interview after the game. said he didn't feel great after being benched. It's on ESPN. Yeah, you shouldn't. You were shit. You were horrible. That's, oh, I can't say that. Can I? Ah, who cares? They only got one. They were horrible. They were not good. Not impressive at all. Joe Flacco, still not impressing. He looked okay. He's not that good, once again. It's okay, though, because that team's not very good. Joe Flacco's not in his prime anymore. But, yeah. And who's who in the AFC South? I still think it's Houston. Houston's the real good team. I think they're the only team there that's real, that's really good. And that can actually make noise in the playoffs. Everybody else kind of needs to step out of the way. Everybody else does not look that good. And now for my, probably my second favorite game of the day. Dallas Cowboys at the New York Jets. Jets won 24 to 23. <laughs> what happened? Oh, 22 to 24. My apologies. I gave you one extra point. They still wouldn't have won. Oh, man. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Dad Prescott threw for 28 completions, 40 um, yard attempts. 277 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Sam Darnold had 23 out of 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Remember, he hasn't played a game this year because the man had mono. Like, a bad disease that's deadly. He just came back this week, and he clapped the Cowboys. Oh, my God. Ezekiel Elliott, listen to this, 28 carries, 105 yards, 3.8 average with one touchdown. How, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, how much is Zeke getting paid? Let me, let me just type that up real quick. Let me just, let me. 
just look. Let me just take a quick little look. Ninety million dollars. Not just for this year, but that's for like what? Six years extending. Have fun with him, Dallas, because he hasn't really impressed in any games this year. He's been really disappointing. Le'Veon Bell had 14 carries, 50 yards, 3.6 averaging, one touchdown. Um, nothing really impressive with the wide receiving core again. All in all, this was not a good game for either team. Cowboys got two sacks on one forced touchdown. The Jets had one sack on zero forced, forced touchdowns, turnovers. I don't know. Words are hard. Who were the Dallas Cowboys, really? They won their first three games of the year. The Cowboys were cheering. They were all excited. But now, the next three games, they are hmm, nowhere to be seen. 0-3? That's wild. Who are they? You don't know. Who are the Cowboys? They look horrible. Dak Prescott looked good. Problem is, his receivers can't catch. The defense looks bad. Zeke looks bad. Whose fault is it? Is it Jason Garrett? Is Jason Garrett almost out the door? Is Jerry Jones going to fire Jason Garrett after the season? Maybe. Yeah, there's a good possibility. <laughs> the Cowboys fans have been wanting him fired for a long time. And I think now they're finally about to get their wish. Because I don't know what else really to say. Jason Garrett's never been that good. So Sam Darnold looks great. He hasn't played in a month, and he hasn't even been near the team in the past month and a half because he had mono. And it's really serious disease that can spread easily. So he's been home quarantine. But he looks really good. His first game out. Really happy for him. Really happy for the kid. But Cowboy fans... How do you feel right now? You can't be happy with what you've seen. Because ain't nothing about that game good. Except for the fact that Jason Garrett might be out the door soon. Now we're at the Sunday night football game. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, goodness gracious. Steelers win 24, Chargers 17. Third-string quarterback, Delvin, Delvin Hodges, 15 completions out of 20 attempts, 132 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Phillip Rivers has 26 completions out of 44 attempts, 320 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Benny Snell's Jr. had 17 carries, 75 yards, averaging 4.4, zero touchdowns. Melvin Gordon had eight carries, 18 yards, 2.3 average your touchdowns. James Conner was the best receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's also a running back. Seven receptions, 78 yards, one touchdown. Hunter Henry is the best receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers with eight receptions, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense had one sack, three forced turnovers. Los Angeles Rams, the Chargers, my apologies, had zero sacks and one forced turnover. Alrighty, Steelers, who are you? Do you need Ben Roethlisberger? Because it certainly doesn't look like it. It looks like you've been doing fine without him. And it doesn't really matter what string you're at. You look fine. You don't look that bad. You don't look good, but you don't look bad. You didn't even look that good with Ben Roethlisberger. The third, the third string quarterback's doing pretty well. First start, I thought he was impressive. But the Chargers, man, it was against the Chargers, and the Chargers are a disappointment. They don't look good at all. I wouldn't be scared to play the Chargers at all. They don't look good. Phillip Rivers has been disappointing. They're two and four this season. One and what is it? One and three at home? That's not good. They're a disappointing team overall. And that's disappointing. I don't know. 
I thought they were going to be really good this year. Melvin Gordon had been doing good. Phillip Rivers has been, eh. They're just a eh, team all around. Disappointing. Really disappointing overall. So now we get to tonight's big Monday night football game. Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. We're aware that Aaron Rodgers will be playing against Matthew Stafford at the cornerback position. And Packers defense has been impressive this season, to say the least. They've usually had a really horrible defense, but this year seems to be different. I don't know why. They got a couple good kids, but all of a sudden they just turned into ultra good. Separate rushing defense. The rushing defense needs a little bit of help. The Lions, they are one, two, one, and one. But how good is that really? <laughs> you might as well be two and two and two, pretty much. Um, I think the hype's gonna go down for them. I think by the end of the night, Packers are gonna win thirty-six to seventeen. I think the Packers are going to run all over them. And I just don't think the Lions are going to have an answer. Sorry. Sorry, Lions fans. Not much of an answer. So that's about it for this week six. Um, I wanted to do this today, Monday afternoon time, because I didn't want to wait till Tuesday. But I'm probably going to have this up by Tuesday tomorrow morning. So by then, we'll have it updated to who won. I might even update it. I might even add it onto this recording. But this is my first podcast ever. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it. Um, there's obviously things I need to fix. My throat's a little sore today. So probably not the best day to be doing this. But that's life. I've had water next to me. Just water. It's been pretty good. So depending on how the reception is for this, I might even cut a couple segments out because this is going to be long. This, If I'm correct, this should probably be a little bit less than an hour. So I'll probably end up cutting some of it. Or I might even just post the full thing. Or I can post the full thing and then do a more cut one that's more entertaining. So we'll see about that. But all in all, guys, this is my first podcast. This is week six. I might be posting another one later this week. You never know. There'll be something more about like a ranking or thoughts I have about the NFL. Or I might even bring a friend in. We'll see how this goes. And uh, this could be a really impressive little thing that I do. It could be like a little fun side product to school. So thank you for listening. If you're listening, if you're not, you missed out on an hour of me goofing up. So have a great rest of your day. And enjoy your weekend.